I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wonder Wednesday. I'm naming that because every day, well, every day I tune in. Uh, for myself, my meditation, and with my guides. But on Wednesday, I do extra tune-in, and I always connect into the wonder of life, the universe, the interconnectedness of everything and everyone in the unified field, and all of you, all of you, our connection and how we've been traveling on this path. So good to connect with all of you, as always, and see all of you high in the chat. Hopefully the chat is set up properly. Um, also, let me know, please, can you hear me? Uh, hopefully my sound is okay. I'm on a different mic. Wow, what energy. All right, guess what, everyone? If you're new, you can listen by phone. You can listen in the chat. You can listen via Internet. Um, if you want to listen by phone and you also want to call in for reading, here are the deets. If you just want to listen by phone, that number is 347-539-5122. 347-539-5122. And that's cool. But if you want a reading or you want to talk or you have something you want to ask or share, you need to press 1 on the keypad. Okay? Last week we had quite a few people emailing me that I didn't pick up. There was a lot of people in queue, but a lot of people were also apparently listening by phone. So, and just be mindful if you do press one on the keypad and then sometimes you get people walk away or they're doing other things. <laughs> and then you miss your, you miss your turn. So when you get the soul call, answer that phone, answer, answer, and it'll unmute you. So what, when you press one on the keypad, it puts a little, icon on the switchboard that lets me know that you want to, you know, chat, whatever, get a reading. And when, when I pick up, it will unmute you. Okay. So I think you're unmuted. That's what it is. You're unmuted when you press what? I don't know how it works, but anyway, the number is 347-539-5122. Press one on your keypad if you want to get a reading. I'm not, I've not been on the other end of this, so I don't, not sure exactly what happens. But all I know is if you press one, there's a little like hand icon next to your phone number. And when I click it, we're connected and we get to chat and I get to tune in for you. <laughs> so I know it works. Anywho. So, oh, I want to let everyone know because I just made a smoothie this morning with a dear friend of mine, Lori Bregman. Um, got a company, Seed Life, S-E-E-D-L-Y-F-E, I believe. 
but all kinds of smoothie packets for kids, uh, prenatal fertility, people trying to get pregnant, and they really do work. She started out with a fertility blend because she's a doula, and she had a lot of success with it and was selling in a boutique, some stores, um, I'm not sure where, Beverly Hills, L.A., uh, LA area. <laughs> and then her partner started this company. So her best partner. Uh, menopausal, postmenopausal, or prenatal, no, prenatal, yeah, prenatal, natal pregnancy for pregnant moms. Um, <clears throat> I think there's one for guys too. There's a, there's a men, there's a kids, there's a um, perimenopausal and, and, menopausal. So I've taken them all. I like them all. <clears throat> anyway, it's just, a, it's just a big packet and you get to scoop it out. But it has all these vitamins and minerals and supplements and herbs and just a lot of good stuff. And uh, <clears throat> it's like a, you know, portable in a, in a food in a, in, a, in a glass. So anyway, if you're any of those or interested in those, it's a, also a great way to get people to eat vegetables that aren't wild about vegetables. And it's not just kids. As a kid, I love vegetables, but some, my brothers didn't, or one of them didn't. Oh, got a nice little sip of my decaf latte. All right, everyone, get your lattes, schmattes, tea, or your drinky poos, whatever you're having, get settled in. And um, I just want to touch on one thing, and then we're going to get to callers. Again, 347-539-5122. 347-539-5122 is the number. There is an interesting energy right now. Probably some of you are feeling it. You could call it funky and not a good way. Like there's funky in a good way. My hairstyler calls my cotton. She's going to get a pair. I've, I've had three people stop me, even a, a group of kids on the street. They love my shoes. I have, the con, I have these Converse shoes, the new Converse, and their platform. But let me tell you, I mean, they're very cool. They're black, kind of a tanny color and a beige. But they have great support, arch support, and this cushy new technology that they did. I could be, yesterday I just, I was talking to a friend on the phone. I ended up walking, I don't know, two, more than two and a half miles. I ended up walking to the, to, to the market um, that I sometimes walk to, but, you know, rarely. It's a, it's a a two and a half, three mile round trip, you know, I was just kept going, chatting and going and going, and, you know, and my feet were bouncy, my, arch, my arches were supported. <laughs> so if you like a little fashion, but you, you realize that um, feet support is so important to health, balance, and all that. So anyway, um, there's a little plug. I don't, I don't know why I'm like this infomercial today, I guess. Uh, but anyway, what I was starting to say is there is a funky and not in a way that my cool kicks are, you know, like cool pennies, uh, but in an interesting way with the energetic patterning right now. It's odd. It's, it's up. There's energy. Uh, but yet it makes you a little contemplative or go within. You're probably noticing things more. Things are more highlighted. There may be people, for many of you, a lot of you, people coming back from your past, wanting to reconnect, to talk, maybe even apologize. Or maybe they just come back or 
text you or call or you meet up with them and it's like a how, how are you? Maybe they don't apologize, but you can tell, you know, whatever. If they ghosted you or <clears throat> old, old relationships could come back around or people that you haven't thought about in years or um, even, uh, you know, family members. So there's this interesting evaluation, and I'm telling you, it's picking up for this time period that I keep talking about, which is the end of October into the beginning of the year. And I feel like you, a lot of you are getting like a heads up of, let me think about this, or, or let me, hmm, just for the heck of it, let me follow through on this. You know, I've been wanting to do this. Let me let me follow through. Or I think this is the direction that I want to go in. So, you know what? It's really important. It always is, but right now, extra important to listen to your intuition. I, I feel like there's a little bit of a pattern interrupt. It, it, it's interesting because in my um, synergy class, higher frequency living, it's a course, I don't know, eight weeks, I don't know how long it is, but seems to be these pattern interrupts. Now, we're doing it consciously also, interrupting patterns, not just mental, emotional, and, and behavioral, but energetic patterns, because that's where it all begins. So I would say go with it. You know, it might be a little scary, might be a little unknown, it might be disrupting some things that you want to do or your routine or how you look at things. So you might feel like you're a little bit in the gray zone, not quite, you know, you're not in the past even though that's coming through for you to reevaluate. Um, you, you're in the present and you know something new is brewing. You can feel it. You can feel differently. You can feel nudged in a different direction. You may also notice that there's a bit of an energy drain or you're feeling more drained energy or you notice people or certain activities drain your energy. This is because I do believe on a soul level what, what is trying to get through to the avatar part of us, icon that I call the 5% of us that you could see you know, the denser physical body, that higher aspect of it, it's trying to get the, the train, train kind of the bot, the, the ego personality bot to understand energy more, the subtle energy, understand the interconnectedness through the unified field, right, of energy and consciousness, which means when you start understanding that, you understand how to balance and manage your own energy. You understand that things take an energy output. So where are you going to put that? also kind of a training of, to be aware of distractions, to not be caught up in distractions. Ask yourself, does this bring me closer to I, what I need and want? Is this closer to what I'm co-creating or creating? Is this making me feel life-enhanced and enlivened? Does this, feel, does this feel right? Does this feel good? So there's just these little steps, these little questions, but these little steps, these little questions actually are bumping us up in vibrational frequency, bumping us up into alignment to our soul and attunement to our heart. So it's aligning to that higher self, that higher frequency of us. And, and that's the navigational tool. And definitely as we get more and more into the new paradigm that we're co-creating. So you may want to, you know, just pause and kind of notice that, you know, what drains your energy or, or some things that you have, you know, you have to do. Maybe it's, you put it to the beginning of the day or is it in the, in the middle or the end, or you're going to be moving things. It's kind of shifting energy and like a reallocation of the energy or a prioritizing or reprioritizing on an energetic level, which is then going to affect you 
not just energetically, but it's going to affect your thoughts, you know, and, and your viewpoint. Guys, it's not just our thoughts when we change our thoughts that we begin to change. It's when we change our viewpoint, our viewing point, how we perceive, how we look at things. It's an energetics before it's a mental, on the mental realm, where thoughts are on the mental realm. You know, try this. Sometimes if you don't know what to do, and I've actually done this, and it's going to sound pretty two things. One is if you want to change things up and you don't particularly know how, and some of you may already instinctively know this, like cleaning out closets, doing this, move something around. Move something around in your house, your office. Sit in a different spot. You will notice people tend to sit in the same spot. We sleep in the same spot, especially if you, you know, have a partner or somebody, you know, significant other. We walk the same route with our doggies. We go to the same store at the same time. We take the same route to home or to school, you know. Start changing that up. Even when you're walking street here, cross it in a different way. Those energetics will start not only on your mind but in your brain. That's the part of what creates and recreates that neuroplasticity, which is just the pliableness that we have. We're more like molding clay. You know, like a lot of times people talk about rewiring the brain. It isn't even that. It's not even, what we use is even, it's, yes, you can rewire the brain, but you can go even before that, before there's wires. That's where you want to catch stuff. So as you start moving differently, shifting things, you're shifting the energetics of yourself and your, the situation, the energy around you, which then will begin to automatically change your viewpoint, right? So let's say if you always park in the same spot, when you turn off the engine, look ahead, you're looking at the same thing. Down, there's something else you could see. We see it all the time walking or driving. Oh, I didn't notice that. You know, maybe you're in the passenger one day in the car, and so you have a chance to look differently. You're not just looking straight ahead, and you notice something more. You know, try it for a week and then let me know next week how it unfolds. Because these, are, these little hacks are things that are going to really help people, and they do. I've used them. I've shared it with my clients. Uh, even the sitting thing, sitting or in a different spot, or that's something I learned even as a bereavement counselor, uh, in transitional counselor, when people are, are in grief or greatly depressed, it's just if you can start to get their routine to change or where they sit, you know, or change the, the, the pants. You know, maybe they've been wearing the same pants for months or the same shirt um, or same pajamas. Just subtle little things like, okay, because sometimes people, you know, sometimes you could be so depressed that, the, you know, some things are just a big ask, but to say, hey, you sit on that sofa and, and watch TV on that side all the time, just for two weeks, could you move to the other side? And that's how easy, that's how you do it as a therapist. You just go, okay, could you just sit on the other side? You know, you say, ask them, what, what's your routine? Or, what, oh, I get out of bed at this time. Okay, instead of rolling to the right side of the bed, you try to roll to the left and then maybe roll to the left, do some deep breathing or roll to the left sit up and then just do this short meditation okay this breath work okay that all you want me to oh yeah that's all that's all just do that after a while and doing that they're like oh I, I went here I went for a walk oh you did okay 
you know, you got to keep it low key. You did okay. Yeah, it was for it was interesting. I just walked around the block, but but at least they got out. So make it easy for yourself right now, but introduce something that's creating a positive shift for you. That's allowing the energy to move because part of it is a lot of stagnant or stuck energy. Callers, shall we? Three four seven five three nine five one two two. I'm using this new cat keyboard, and I'm like, let's get in the hang of it. Detached keyboard. Okay, let's get to our first caller. Hi, you're on air. Hello, hello. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. You are so welcome. And who is this? Who am I speaking with? Uh, my name is Amber. Hey, Amber. Hi. Hi. So I was wondering if you could share any insights that you have regarding um, my career, my business, because it seemed like things were flowing finally. And then now um, things just seem to be at a standstill. And I'm kind of questioning if I should even continue. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of in, like you're talking about the gray area. I'm kind of there right now. But, yeah, everybody, that's why I decided, I tuned in on this and decided to share. This is exactly what I'm talking about, this this uh, stagnation. What did I say? The energy mm-hmm. slowed down. And you might find it in one area in your life or something. You could even have a lot of ideas. But it, what it is is that it's like the counterbalancing energy is off. So you could ha- have be very inspired or you could still be riding a high, like, oh, my God, my business is starting to take off. This is the right thing. And then you're getting those signs, and then all of a sudden it's like, wah, wah. well, the energy yeah. just drops. Yeah, I, I do feel like it's probably going to be at least another couple weeks, maybe even three weeks. I do feel mm-hmm. that um, – so just hold on. It's just it's not you. It's not what you're doing. It's just the energetics of what's of the fields, the the unified mm-hmm. fields. It's just the energetic. I haven't looked at the astrology. There may I think there is something retrograde. I don't. It's a few things. No, I haven't looked at it. I can't even say I have not even uh, looked at the astrology since I think last month, maybe or more. Um, but the astrology usually does confirm or back up what I get as a psychic channel, as I'm tuning in or, or the, what the guides are giving me. There's, there's always a correlation. So I bet those of you that are astrologers, we do have astrologer coming on the second half of the program too, Angel Dawn. So maybe she can lend some light or, or just look on. But I do think it might have even been this Jupiter retrograde. I know there is something or a couple things that went retrograde that you wouldn't seem and I do know Mars is conjunct Uranus or is about to, but I don't feel, it doesn't feel like that. You know, there is, it's a lens, astrology or anything. There, there's something that's even before the astrology, right, or before we do numerology mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That's just a way of explaining it. So the energy that created astrology and, numerology and spiritual, all that we're doing, there's a, there's like the energy before that, before it gets into a system. And that energy is doing this. Um, I do feel it's like, it's like a shifting gears. It's, it's in that, um, oh, I'm just getting a download for you now. Okay. So in the shifting gears, it is in that middle part. So, it's going to go back into gear, a higher gear. 
and this is what I feel is so important, and I know I've seen it with people I work with and definitely my own life. You have to trust, have the faith, the understanding that it is going to go in that higher gear because that's where it's going. Just because you're in the mode from, let's say, going from first to second gear, second to third gear, mm-hmm. or third to fourth gear, wherever you are, maybe it's been in idle or neutral, it will go into gear again. So you may want to think of like your future self. What would your future self do? What are the actions that are in alignment with your desires? What are the actions that you can take now? You know, like that saying, act as if, as if it's happening. Well, it is happening. So just because things slow down on the earth plane, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's slowing down etherically. It's something new. It's forming. And it hasn't totally yet formed, right? So and yeah. basically, it's like now is not the time to give up, right? Okay. Or change, yeah. direction. Yeah. Or well, change direction. Yeah. Yesterday, I put in the notes on my phone a message from my future self. I did yeah. that yesterday. So that, yes, yes. Oh, confirmation. So I love it. Yes, yes. So thank you for that. Wow. It's so weird. I woke up this morning and I immediately thought of you. And, you know, when you first wake up and you're a little disoriented, and I was like, what day is it? Yep. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so oh. everything was just perfectly lined up. So when you oh. said the, the future self, it was, I mean, I literally just um, thought about that yesterday. And I, th- I asked myself, what would my future self be? And I tried to visualize myself from a future perspective. Well, you brought that in. I must have got that. I channeled that from your higher self because I was kind of complete with it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm getting a download here. Oh, getting some, a, new, a new message coming through. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. important. I mean, so many people I feel need to hear this. It's like because a lot of times we think the lull is it. And we got to just remember all that, you know, there's, there's all these stupid little things, but, you know, it's darkest before the dawn or, you know, like the lull before the breakthrough, you know, or it quiets down before mm-hmm. the noise, even like firecrackers, fireworks, it's quiet and then there's a big boom. So I think we just all have to mm-hmm. also be just reminders to all of us that of these things. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you thank so you, much you, for taking you. my call and for your your show and all of your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye, Amber. Okay. Bye. Oh, I love that. I love that. What a confirmation, synchronistic confirmation, synergy. All right. Let's get to the next caller on air. You're on air. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not bad. Oh. Uh, my name is Ashil. How you doing? Ashil. Hi, Ashil. Doing good. Welcome. Um, I have a question. You know, I, I, kind of, I was listening to what you said. I kind of related to some of them, uh, some of the things mm-hmm. you said. Um, but my question is regarding, uh, you know, I was looking forward to meeting somebody this summer, you know, and hopefully find my summer love and, you know. And, mm, okay, you know, I get it. May or um, may not happen in summer. I do feel someone around you or there will be. That I think, you know, right now, because there is so much in the, it, it's like strategizing something. The best thing you could do is just be in alignment to the highest view, the most creative, the most productive, the most fun, whatever, most life enhancing, whatever you term, and that will attract, you know? Okay. 
Um, I am seeing you though. Are, are you near a beach of some sort? Where they? No, I'm New York. I'm New York City. I mean, sometimes I go to the, the piers, you know, because I like being around water. Go, sometimes I go there. Go right. Go, yeah, you need to spend more time there. I see some people. I don't know if it's volleyball or like. I see a big beach ball. So there may be people, kids. There's kids playing there. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of kids go, playing. Oh, is there a lot of kids there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know why I'm sensing for you to go in that area to get out of the city, to go towards the water, the beach, the pier, the whatever, Get kind of get out. of. I think for you, Ashil, it's also it's, a, it's like about getting out of your routine. And so I don't know if you meet someone at the pier or by you going there, it changes your energy. I, I don't know. There's some kind of shift. Um, okay. I do feel something's new in business for you, too. So there's definitely a relationship coming in. It seems to come in when you're you're more focused on some kind of business opportunity. There's something that you're going to be doing, whether it's on the side or and then it later becomes a main thing. Um, that's more when I'm seeing the relationship come in. Um. The other, the other thing that happened, you know, there's some money from my past who was trying to come back, but I'm not interested. He was really trying hard to get back into my life, but, I'm, you know, I don't want to go back in the past. I want to move forward. Yeah. So I don't know well, what that's like what, what I said that at about? the beginning, that the yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Right now, I feel that those – it's like also to show you just how far you've come, where you're at now, what's the focus. See – very often when we're shifting gears, which is going to a higher or more expansive vibrational frequency, in other words, to allow more of our true self or the way we truly express to be even more in alignment, people do come back around and it's like sometimes it's just to go, wow, this is where I'm at. That's where I see why I was in that situation or that relationship or I see what the dynamics are because we attract to where we're going, even though there may be long-term partners or significant others, husbands, wives, whatever, obviously children, friends, there could be long-term people, but you might find, unless it's like immediate family situation, certain friends you have less in common with during certain times of your life because of your focus or an alignment. Very often, though, what happens is we are sent other people that are in alignment to where we're going. They're more in alignment to where we are and to our future self. Because remember, on some level, the aspects of people that we hang out with long-term or partner with or family, they're, they're aspects of ourselves. And when it's done fully exploring those, especially if they've been of a lo- lower harmonic, you know, lower harmonic relationship that's been more trauma bonding, then those types of people, the template of them will fall away. But while you're yeah. in the shifting, in the groove, in the, in the gray zone, in the lull, a lot of times those people come back. They, come, they call, they text, you bump into them, you meet up with it, whatever. And it's just to evaluate. Remember I said at the beginning to prioritize, reprioritize, allocate, reallocate the energy. In other words, oh, I used to put 75% energy into that, I'm putting 75 into me and 20 into something else and five into something else. So the lull is about managing your energy also right now. All right, Ashil, I think you've you got it. You're just going to have to just go forward and know that as you're in more and more in alignment with the true you, that's, then you're going to attract more from that space, right? 
Sounds good. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Much peace. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes people do come back and they are in alignment with us, but that's going to be your wisdom to see that, and you'll know by how it feels. You know, you'll you'll know by the the, the connection, the conversation, the text, with the words. You you will know is this in alignment with where I'm at, and definitely and where I'm going. If it's not in alignment, then you have to prioritize or reprioritize that connection. Okay. Oh, now I lost where I'm at. I think I picked up on this. I don't know. I think I, let's see. I think I already said, hi, you're on air. Hello. Hi, who's this? This is Bilson from Ohio. Okay. What's the first name? Um, I recently, what you were just talking about really resonated with me. It was like current for my situation. I recently um, let go of a toxic relationship that had some verbal abuse at some point and um, Mm -hmm. it was but uh, like and had some moments of making me feel less um, small Um, Mm -hmm. but um, but when I first saw them I just I don't know what it was but I felt like um, maybe like a past life connection um, I know that's kind of irrelevant to now whether I should keep them in my life, but it's just uh, my question is like, is there? But I'm, I've already released them like a month ago, but I keep still thinking about the person, and they said they're going to change, but um, I'm having a hard time thinking if I should forgive a person for abuse like verbal abuse or any kind or those kind of things, if I should just let them go, even though I have, like, a really deep connection with them. Um, and I really think I do love them, but it's just, it's hard. I need help. <laughs> um, I'm sure you do. So I'll give example or give answer from, first of all, intuitive, like, I'm going to say no, but it is coming from a filter, having had those kind of relationships, family members, and being a therapist and working with now probably thousands of people, hundreds or multi-hundreds that have gone through this and workshops. And I, honestly, I feel that unless – for sure people don't change. And it depends what type of abuse and how much. Definitely people would need long-term therapy. And I mean years to shift something like that, a behavior pattern. Um, and – Usually it's changed and then coming back, they haven't really. So you want to ask, um, and there can be a past life, by the way. It, it, it's, it could be past life, your family of origin or other dimension or other lifetime. One of the yeah. things that I do as a, as a therapist, I'm also a hypnotherapist, so I do past life regression, but I do it as what's happening in the present. Because it doesn't matter if it's past life, if, if it's affecting you now, it's also this life, and you have to handle it this lifetime. I mean, you can look at the vows or decisions of a past life or an other life, but it's still going to bring you into this lifetime, and usually family of origin or what we call generational transmission, something's transmitted from generations within the family. And it's also societal, this, this patterning, victim abuse, abuser, bully, bully, you know, it's this dynamic um, Vader, dominator. It it is a 
pattern that we're changing now in the collective, but it's it's been here for thousands of years, at least written history and probably before. So the best right. thing you can do is look at the trauma. There's trauma bonding. That's what we call you're bonded by the trauma. So is there something about it that feels familiar? And usually you want to believe they can change. And why? Because most people do can change or have done some therapy or healing work and they've gotten better or and so you're thinking that the other person can. Well, they maybe can and maybe can't. You know, so it, usually it's it's part of the inner child that is trying, the wounded part of the inner child kinds of relationships to try to fix it, to heal it. And it's a way of healing the original wounding on it. So that, ch- you know, it's like, so usually what I might suggestion to you would be to look at that within yourself what you're trying to do for that, for that person or that relationship and how can you do it for yourself? How can you focus on yourself? Or ask yourself, what, what am I trying to solve through this relationship? You know, what am I trying to heal through this? Okay? Yeah. You can try it. I mean, a lot of times it's strong. If you, if you want to try again, you know, that's up to you. That's up to you. Some it, I do know that it's very very hard in these types of with these types of dynamics for the one that's more other directed, which would be you, because people that are more other directed think about the other person. They think about what what they're causing or what they're doing to someone else or what someone else's feelings are. It's very right. difficult a lot of times the, the person that's more other directed to get that person to be more self directed to themselves. So somebody that's usually abusive is very self-directed, too self-directed. We, we need a balance of other-directed and self-directed. The higher levels of being too self-directed would be, you know, levels on the narcissistic spectrum or borderline, um, you know, so personality disorders and then obviously psychopath, sociopath. So, you know, we all have, we all have some a little bit of, you know, some of that, you know, wounding, but it's hard. It's very, it, sometimes it just takes experience going through things. Yeah. Can you pull a card for this or no? Uh, no, I pulled the card. I already got psychically. They're not going to change, but you have to go through it. That's my sense with you. You, you're not yet convinced. You're right. kind of what we call in the honeymoon phase and that's okay. You have to be where you, where you are, you know, yeah. It's not psychic. It's yeah. It's just you're not ready. There's something there that wants to believe, you know. And I get it. I mean, I've worked with people before that were in even physically abusive relationships, and it took a while. And, and what I told them was, let's work on the consciousness that keeps you in this kind of relationship, because ultimately, counseling, couples counseling, all these kinds of things don't work until there's a shift in consciousness. So. I, I see that you're, you know, and that's what I'm getting. As soon as you ask the question, that's what I'm getting psychically. That's what I'm getting from the card. But it's showing that you want, I think you perhaps maybe you're, maybe, you, and sometimes I, there, there could be guilt or shame of going back, or I know I shouldn't, but I really want to. I think you just have to be easy on yourself. Maybe re-listen to the first half of this podcast. 
and just go in with open eyes. Okay, I know this isn't the healthiest relationship, but I, I want to, for some reason, I want to try it. You know, you, you have to acknowledge the part of you that, does, that already knows this is not a good idea. But there's another yeah. part that wants, to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're both there. So I just always, yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's something you have to play out or more information. Um, the other thing I can suggest to you if you go to my website, soulplayground.life, and go to, I think it's um, Soul Support, and copy and paste, um, there's five-step emotional clearing process and also projection perception and how to take back projection. So if you do the inner work on yourself and then see, you know, because I, even though what somebody can see in the future, we still have the present we need to live through, you know, whether it's a person or a job or something we want to give another chance to or we're not done yet or you know, whatever the situation is, there are certain things you have to that you have to live through to come to your yeah. own conclusions, to use your own wisdom from intuition. Then you'll be able to say, "Oh, I saw that, or I thought this, or I felt this." You know, sometimes you just have to go through something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I've been having a hard time convincing, like, like not convincing myself, but accepting that I'm that I was in an abusive relationship and that yeah. still kind of attached to somebody who was bad for me. I'm kind of having a hard time like coming to grips with the fact that I was in an abusive relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just... But you have to, but also again, this is why sometimes I feel like processing in the, even with the mind, journaling or with the mind is important because it wasn't all bad or all toxic. Otherwise you wouldn't have stayed. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, Right? So you have to kind of common sense weigh it out and go, okay, it was a very abusive and ver- and I feel less than. Does that outweigh the good parts? You know, and if not, what you see what I'm saying? So, yes, nobody, you know, unless it's a really heinous relationship, even though there's something, you know, good or worthwhile in it, but how much, you know, does that, is that enough? I think that's yeah, I where you're at. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's never enough, right? It, it, abuse is never going to be okay, right? Right. No matter how. But that's you intellectually saying you yeah. need to do some inner work on yourself so you emotionally right. feel that. Yeah. And you I emotionally, yeah. I mean, I was in a relationship. I mean, one of the greatest learning lessons of my life. I learned, and, and I studied this stuff. I mean, it took me. <laughs> So many years later, I was, and this guy was diagnosed uh, with borderline, just narcissist borderline. And I, my God, I learned so much, you know, but they're just not going to change. And it was only, and everybody liked this person, still do. Oh, my God, you know, it's like, but it's like that. And the therapist, we went to therapy together at one point. I had my own therapist, and then I had him go. And Because I thought, I've changed in my life. I've grown. I've healed. I just assumed he could, even though I had studied that these types of personalities, <laughs> they do not. And that's not to say if people have that diagnosis, don't be with them. I'm not saying that. That's, it's just it's very, very challenging, and depending what else is going on with them. And 
and the, the therapist said, once you know what you're healing from the family, what, what, you, what problem, what you're trying to fix, what it is. And that's what happened. I even told this person, I said, look, I know this isn't going to last because this is not right, you know, not, help, not right, right, right for me. But sometimes right. you still have to go through something. And that part that thinks, well, I can, I've healed or with time people can heal or with therapy. But the truth is, if people were going to heal or do better, they would recognize it within themselves. And they would have already been in therapy on their own. They would have already pulled back and said, you know what, I'm not, this isn't right how I'm being to you. I mean, I think of my early 20s, you know, I had, at 14 asked my parents, I want to go to counseling. I mean, they were more the problem, the family. But I went to group, I went to count. I recognized there's ways to get help and get better. And in my 20s, I was like that. So my sense is now, having gone through it, I see the signs very quickly. And it, whether it's in a colleague or something, I have different boundaries. And it's like I can love them from a distance. I love the soul connection, the spiritual aspect. But for me, I don't want to deal with that in an interpersonal. But that's also wisdom. It's training. I, my training didn't help. I mean, it helped. But still that part that says, well, maybe they'll change or maybe it'll get better. And, and tell, that, tell that experience, it's, the, it's not just experience, it's having the experience coupled with the wisdom that comes from the processing work, the inner work, and healing that part of yourself enough that you go, oh, this is, person is great, but this other stuff comes with it, you know? So I can't make that decision for you, you know. I, I can't, um, you know, it's not to exclude anybody, but we all have to make choices or decisions on what we want, you know, in our life. Some people want five kids and they have five kids. Someone else says, I don't want any, or one person says, I want one or two, because that's what they can handle. You know, and I find it helpful if you look at your life purpose, what you're doing in your life, does this fit in? Does this drain you? Does it pull you off what you want to do? Does it pull you off from being fulfilled in your life and having joy? Yeah. All right, Wilson, I hope this helps you, gives you some insights uh, for you to connect in with. And I would definitely go to my website, fullplayground.life. Um, I think it's Soul Support, where these are also in the blog. There's articles on projection, perception. That way you have tools uh, if you choose to do that, or for anybody. Yeah, I wanted to run something by you. I also wanted to say that I made excuses for him because he was, at the time, not saying that it's exceptional, like it makes a difference, but I made excuses because at the time he recently lost his ex-wife and uh, little toddler child. Um, they were both, they both passed, so. I, I thought maybe this isn't him. Maybe this is just how. No, 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 I didn't act like that. Right. No, people are who they are, who they are, who they show. It, it doesn't matter. But again, that's the part of you that wants to make excuses because there's the trauma bonding. So there's, it's, even though it's uncomfortable and painful, there's a familiarity there that's locking you in. It's the emotional astral glue that's locking you into that pattern from childhood and once that's more healed you won't get pulled into that kind of situation but just be on your journey be gentle with yourself but be honest with yourself that's all i can say 
Just be honest with yourself because the honesty will help you through. You know, don't get in. If getting into the excuses to yourself and to friends is not going to be is not going to be helpful to you in your healing. You know, it's better to say, I know this is bad behavior or this is harmful to me, but I'm hoping it gets better or we're going to go to counseling or we've been talking. You've got to bring both of those parts in. And then at some point, one of those parts will become stronger. And that's where the, the deeper healing begins. All right, sweetie, you take good care. Okay. Keep us posted. Love. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking the call. This is Kay. Hey, Kay. Hi. Hi. Um, I, all of this has been so wonderful. Um, the young lady who just called, I, am, I have something similar to that, but that's not what I wanted to ask about. But I totally understand where she's coming from, you know, got out of a relationship that probably th- – there was some good times. But I knew it wasn't yep. the healthiest thing. And just now, with all the promises of change and everything, and this, this, but I want to release it. So that I totally understood. So I actually went on your website and looked up the, the book that you were talking about. So thank you for saying that. Um, my question regarding, is regarding career. Um, I had a phenomenal interview. Well, it's a great opportunity. The interview process was completely different than I've ever had before, but uh, the job is just amazing. And um, it was last Thursday. The recruiter has been like none other. And um, I'm just wondering, what do you feel around it? Um, it's, it's a great opportunity, and I'm praying that this is the right one. Yeah, let's see. And tell me the first name again. Kay, Kay. Well, my name is Sandra Kay, but I go by Kay. I okay. go by my middle name, Kay. Okay. Okay, Sandra Kay or Kay. Okay. Okay. Well, it looks good. Well, definitely um, another job, right? Um, I'm presently in a job right now, but it's just but something to make ends meet. Yes, if I if I take it well, when offered, I would leave this. Oh no! If okay, I could do the show, yeah, I okay. would do it. Because it okay, because it does show you. Um, yeah, it does show a new job coming in for you. It shows a one a job ending and another one coming up. Oh, beautiful! Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the you're coming I, into real. You're coming into a real from. upsurge of energy. Vitality, yes. energy, focus. Yeah, that's good. I hope you yes. listening to this. You've done a lot yes. of yes. work on yourself. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I said, that's why I said what she was that. talking about was so I connected with it. And I, yeah. yes, yes, I was hoping I could turn me with her. But yes, I totally understand what she's saying. I totally get it. Not in comparison, but I, what she's going through right now, that's where I was a few weeks ago. So I had to kind of shift. So I'm hoping that my, what you're telling me, can help her. I hope she's going to speak. Yeah. Yes. Uh, listen, we've all been there. And I, you know. Oh, God, yes. Sometimes more than once. But it's just. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. Just, if mine wasn't like verbal. Things. Yeah. Mine wasn't verbal, yeah. but it was, it was a lot of, you know, I, I, I lost myself. I totally lost myself mm-hmm. to 
to make somebody else happy. And I'm now hearing yeah. all the, the things that should have been, you know, making all the changes, going to counseling, doing just so many promises I really, really wanted to see. So everything she was saying, I, my heart was just, just, I, I understood. So, yeah. Yeah, while well, she's listening to this, because we've all been through it to varying degrees, and it's like it's part of the healing, and it's 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 like I said, generational, societal. It, it, this is a, a long. This patterns are ingrained, and yes. but we can we're we're in the process of this. I feel this this lifetime, this time, uh, changing it. I mean, you can see it in government. You can see it playing out. And what really yes. helps is strict boundaries and not allowing the entitlement because that's what's originally allowed, unless there's something really heinously, you know, psychopathic, right, right. you know, a different level. <laughs> um, well, actually, psychopaths, too, make great, um, apparently, like, pilots, they're very focused, CEOs, um, and some can I, be Now that I can see. I can see that, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, but, so, we, but, but, um, but unless we do the boundaries... Yeah, where people aren't going to change, including us. Oh, okay, I'm so happy for you. Just keep up the great inner work and just, you know, enjoy the joy. Enjoy the joy that yes. you're bringing to you. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Right. I, like I said, I had to I had to step away. I have been doing so many different things. I, I understood about cutting emotional cords. At night, I'm doing meditation. I had listened to this as I'm going to sleep, uh, how to cut emotional cords. Um, just doing yeah. detoxing baths and everything, so I am releasing her from my yeah. my energy as much as I can. So, thank yeah. you so much. Thank Beautiful. you. Beautiful. You're welcome. Take Hi. care. Hi, you're on air. Hello, Hello Michelle. Hi. Hi, this is Gina. Hey, Gina. Welcome. What's your question? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Good. Um, so anyway, I loved everything you've, you've said today. And um, I was just wanted to hear from you more on some like maybe practical tips on how to sort of like deal with new changes or sort of like for me balancing like my interior world with the exterior world like can be sort of jarring for me. Um, so mm-hmm. sort of like integrating like, for example, a lot of the things you've taught me um, or just like my own reflections, how do I integrate that more um, in sort of like a, I don't know, like a harmonious way? Mm, good question. Um, well, one of the things, I don't know if you heard, but the beginning of the podcast, there's some things to do, getting a different viewpoint, and it gives us a different point of view. Anyway, you can re-listen to that. But one of the things, mm-hmm. is the first thing that you're doing now is to recognize, to pause and go, you know what, I'm changing, I'm shifting, something is shifting. What can I do to support that shift? And you, mm-hmm. whether you do that in meditation, journaling, asking yourself, and then there's, you know, one action, there'll be some action step that usually flashes in front of you, you know, of what to do. And it won't be a judgy, you know, it's the, it's the, the small, gentle voice that, or, or like a little flash of something, like it could be a change of routine. Um, but the pausing really helps to become more conscious of where we're at, you know, where we're at now and where we're going. Just so that, and the reason I say this is so that you feel 
the subtle energy part of you. Because, see, very often there are – this is why we, a lot of times we have inner conflict with these different parts of ourselves or the two main parts, is one part of this is already – through the subtle energy is in the change, is in the unfolding, is in the future. And so mm-hmm. it's up for these other parts of us to kind of walk up or catch up, you know, to allow mm-hmm. – sometimes they take, they take longer – even if we intellectually know something. So I feel for you, the, 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 just the, what you're saying, the stating of the, the shifting that's going on, the change that's happened, and, and what you want to integrate. The other thing I'm getting with you, though, is also a lot with grounding. Mm-hmm. So whether it's walking barefoot, being nature, being barefoot on the beach, grass, um, you know, even when you get up, Think about the energy. Just close your eyes and think about the energy that's shifting. You'll be able to feel it. Like one part's a little higher, a little lower. One part of you feels like it's extending outward in another part. And just even doing like Tadasana, mountain pose, standing just with the, you know, straight with the feet, not don't um, lock the knees. Mm-hmm. And just feeling the energy shift. And when you feel it subtly kind of come together, right in that heart lung area, in the center of the body, then get up and do your day. Um, some other things, standing on, you know, one leg and lifting the knee up and balancing, putting that leg mm-hmm. down and doing it on the other side. A lot of times the integration that needs to happen is a physical, you know, physical to physiological mm-hmm. integration because you've been doing a lot on the mental, emotional realm is what I'm hearing, especially mental, the higher realm, the spiritual realm. So that needs to start mm-hmm. seeping in. So there could even be positive triggers for you. You can find out what it is an incense. Is it today I had a certain um, uh, essential oil that I put on my Himalayan sea salt lamp. It acts as an aromatherapy diffuser. So these things that work with the subtle energy are greatly going to help. And you, and you may or may not be able to say why. You may notice, oh, this grounds me, or this reminds me, oh, I'm doing meditation right now. So mm-hmm. I feel like for you it is to make it a bit more physical, mm-hmm. right? Make it a bit more physical what you're doing. Get into the physicality, yeah, and that's going to, yeah, that's really going to help you. All righty. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Thanks for sharing, too. (laughs) It helps a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Thank you very much. Okay, waiting for our guest. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Can you hear me all right? I can. What's your your name and your question? Um, My name's Suzanne, and my question is, um, I'm... I had met someone quite a few years ago, and it didn't. It, it the the meeting. I seeing more of the meeting, that, and and it really ended quite badly. And I'm wondering if you can pick up any vibes. Okay, of the meeting that you were just at. No, it wasn't just that. It was quite a while ago. Okay. Oh, okay. A specific meeting you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Can you connect onto that? So you're wanting to know what happened? Yeah. Wow. Okay. First, a lot of defensiveness on both sides. It feels like a, a misunderstanding and a question. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did not go well at all. I think there's miscommunication, misunderstanding in the question or how it was posed. The other thing, though, Suzanne, I get is also, though, an energetic. I just feel like it really also wasn't a match energetically. Sometimes that happens. You know, it's like you, you could have reminded them of someone and vice versa. I just feel like the energies that came together were not really conducive. Right? So sometimes there's nothing we can do. We lost her. No, I'm li- I'm still Hello? here. I'm just listening. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that um, yeah. So, I, I think this started off on the wrong. It was already tentative, and and then I, I definitely this defensiveness. But I feel on both parts. It's not just it's the energy was there, the vibe. Um, and I guess I would say it got played out. That's the best way I would put it. All right. Take good care. Thanks okay. for calling in. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Hi, you're on air. Shelly, you accidentally picked up on me again. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, no problem. All right, it's time for our second half of the program. We do have our guest with us, Angel Dawn. Uh, let's say modern-day mystic. She's also a psychic, spiritual astrologer. And um, some of you had asked about some astrology. We are talking about at the top of the program. So if you have questions for her, um, general questions relating to what we're talking about, I will keep the phone lines open or you can ask in the chat. Um, okay. Hey, Angel, hi. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, good. I was just listening to your responses to the questions, and um, and I, I recall uh, when you were talking to one person who was talking about the um, integrating, like, the external and the internal world, I just want to say that uh, really, this our existence here is a spiritual experience. Everything we're experiencing here, so there really is no separation between the two. And to live your life, to go towards life rather than moving away from it. Some people think when being spiritual means, you know, I have to like meditate for long periods of time, go to an ashram or a temple and kind of isolate myself from others. It's not really the case. You want to move whatever moves you towards life. But that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. And saying that, there are things that are good for our mental health. It's all spirit. Yes, we're spirit in form, absolutely. Um, But there are things that benefit us mentally and emotionally, physically, physiologically. Ultimately, yes, it it helps the totality of us. But there are these different aspects that we – so sometimes it is good to bring the physicality into – I think especially people have been doing a lot of – a lot of inner work. Um, let's get a little bit of background on you, where you kind of reign from, what you've um, 
what were you doing before you're doing what you're doing now? Let's start there. Definitely. So I am a psychic astrologer um, and psychic medium. And I'm also an animal communicator, a Reiki master, and a spiritual teacher. So I have very diverse background and uh, interests and strengths in so many different things. Um, Mm -hmm. So So what were you doing before? We'd like to get to know a little bit about you. What were you doing before you got into this, what you're doing now? Um, I I graduated from uh, UCLA in visual communications. And so I have a background in design and in the in the visual arts, and but I would say that the spiritual aspects, uh, the the whole spirit world has been really a part of me for a, a very long time. Um, I would say kind of like around the college, that's when things kind of like kind of ex- just exploded during that time. Um, there's there's an uh, it's something I don't really want to go into, but it was it was like just like um, so many different events and things, my world got turned upside down. And ever since then, I've been like kind of immersed in that uh, one one foot in the other world and one foot in the mm-hmm. real world. So it's really just part of my life list. Mm-hmm. So, okay, because this way we like to know how people, that I call it the first awakening, um, in personally, and then what people were doing in their own healing path, what were they studying? Because we have many people that are at different levels of awakening. And sometimes mm-hmm. people can really identify, oh, this person was, like, say for you, was in visual arts, so they had this, you know, job, a regular job. And, these, and you don't have to disclose personally what you don't want to, but just to give an idea what you were doing before and what kind of changed your world and then what, then what you were doing. Because usually there's one major awakening through some kind of trauma. Yeah. Even for me, I was born as a psychic medium and channel. I was as a kid. My parents knew I was. I still had, my, I still had a major boom, you know, awakening, mm-hmm. even coming mm-hmm. in this way. So I feel it's, like, it's interesting to me and then also the, the listeners to really identify and see that, you know, like our awakening or becoming more conscious, more awake, aware, and living more, you know, accessing more of our spiritual energy, living more from the soul or higher self, however people want to term it, it happens in stages. And it's, I find it people can identify, like you might have heard from some of the callers, they identified with other callers and then it helped them. So it helps us all just to, to know a bit about that from our guests, whatever they're comfortable in sharing. So that's why I asked, what were you doing before and what was your first awakening or what happened? You don't have to go into the specific trauma, but what did you think and feel while you were going through that? And then what got you seeking, I guess? Um, so uh, it's interesting. When you, when you say awakenings, I like to think um, myself that I've always been awake. Uh, it's just been a process of remembering uh, a lot of those, those these spiritual concepts and everything that I know now, I had already innately known. Uh, I just knew it was true. Um, my, I guess, just this inborn knowledge or wisdom. But I will say I was kind of like thrown into the fire in terms of like, I would say. Well, whatever you want to you know, call it, awesome awakening to your true self, remembering. I'm just wondering what, 
you were doing the visual arts. Were you studying it? Were you working in in, in the, some kind of capacity as um, a visual I, artist? And what is that? So I would say that that happened, um, and that usually these initiations are are happen through people meeting people or certain events. Mm-hmm. And I would say that had happened through meeting somebody who who was very much knowledgeable about. Uh, spirituality, I guess that was a a very gifted individual. And um, actually, he was a pretty rare individual. So it's just like it, everything sort of like clicked. And then there was, there was like a whole bunch of events that transpired. I mean, beyond, beyond the extraordinary. Um, I feel that it was like conversations with other beings, um, connections with angels, and that's why I call, call myself Angel Dawn. I have, I've always had a strong connection with angels in this life and others. Um, so it's, it's just been um, a, a wild journey, a really wild journey. And it has, it's, it's more of a matter, as time has gone on, uh, a matter of me just becoming a little more aware of certain aspects um, but in terms of like, let's let's talk about like past lives or like with energy and things like that. These are things that I just innately knew. It wasn't something I questioned because I just knew deep down it was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something got you to go into the the visual arts. What was that? And, and what is what do you mean by visual arts? Visual arts uh, encompasses many different things. Um, it's like, um, you know, uh, visual communication, which is like design, could be graphic design, could be uh, motion graphics, um, it could be fine art. So um, that was uh, something I had a natural talent for, uh, an artistic eye, and I do have the um, pretty well-honed artistic abilities myself. And so um, it's been it's been pretty interesting because I have so many different uh, abilities or talents. I'm uh, I've been told that I've been working on and 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 just come naturally to me some uh, and that involve a lot of hard work though. And so it's just kind of like it's been a bit difficult trying to figure out what to uh, hone in on. But I definitely feel that this is my calling and. Uh, definitely, definitely fulfilling my life purpose here. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So now, is that like um, you said graphic? So is that like web design? Were you doing web design? It actually, it's that. And there, there's so many different specialties in design itself, or the visual arts. And design is pretty ubiquitous nowadays. I mean, design is the um, differentiator between successful businesses and unsuccessful ones. So yeah. that includes like... No, I know that. that. I'm, just trying to get to, I'm trying to get to know you. Like what, what were you doing with it? What were you doing with the visual arts? Um, many different aspects of it. That's, that's what I'm talking about here. It's, it's like the, the graphical aspects, the digital aspects. And so I have a, a bit of a background in that. Okay, so you're a visual artist and designer. You were working at that, as that. Yep, in, in, in many different capacities. 
okay? And then um, some kind of situation happened while you were being a visual designer, visual artist, and all this. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, just the uh, various meeting people, various events, some, some, uh, some would, people would consider supernatural, various different things. And, and then mm-hmm. after that, uh, it was just later on after that, um, where I had been doing that a number of years, that I, I got called to doing this work. And then that's when I mm-hmm. delved deeper into it and uh, studied it. And, yeah. um, so, Angel, Don, how long? How long ago? How long did you do the visual arts, and then how long ago did you have your remembering, your awakening, or your remembering? Okay, so the I would just say where I was pushed into like this this spiritual that happened in college, <laughs> and then for doing this actual work, I would say within the last would say four to five years of this, of doing this. Mm, okay, okay. So it was like four or five years ago you had this a remembrance or opening, is what you're saying. No, no, that's, awakening, that's first awakening. Into, no, that's not my first awakening. This is when I actually pursued this line of work, more, developed it more. I would say like the just immersion into the spiritual world happened more. Um, that happened when I was attending college. Oh, so the questioning was while you were in college, and then you took the visual arts, you started that type of business for yourself, and were you, did you continue to study? Uh, are you asking, continue to study what? Well, just trying to share with the listeners your path. So you were, went to, you were studying at university. It sounds like you had some interest in spirituality. You went ahead and got your credential as a visual artist. You started as a business as a visual artist in various means. I don't know if that's web design. I'm not sure what you were doing. But And, and then you, were you still studying astrology or spirituality, or were you – taking workshops with people, reading books, you know, what was inspiring you at that time? You know, what's the arc, the, the bridge? I would say during that time, um, I was not, uh, it was just life as normal. Um, spirituality was always like the undercurrent, but it wasn't like, it wasn't uh, something I was thinking about on a constant basis, even though it was part of my world and it's within the last five years that I decided to um, pursue this path uh, more strongly. Mm-hmm. So you weren't studying then? You didn't study with anyone, any teachers or workshops or read any books that inspired you or helped you? Oh, no, no. So in the last five years, this journey includes a lot of intense training. I'm a certified a spiritual advisor and certified advanced psychic medium. Um, I've been studying astrology for quite a number of years, even before uh, literally 
uh, going on, uh, going down this path. So I would say that's actually pretty longer within the last on and off. All right, let's start there. Let's years. hold that. Okay, so we're gonna. I have two questions. What is spirituality for you? And then I want to get into the astrology because that's that seemed to light you up. So I want to find out a bit more about that. Um, so what do you term spirituality? Because you keep saying before okay. I became more spiritual or studied spirituality. That that'll be interesting. Okay, cool. Okay, sure, definitely. Because most people uh, live lives, as you talked about before, where they're just going through the motions, just living life. And like, um, not really focused on uh, so-called spiritual practices or um, belief systems. So I would. So for me, that's sort of like the practice of it, the practice of it, um, and the study of it uh, in more in depth. It was something I had always known about. Had always uh, just just understood a lot of those concepts, but I didn't really throw myself into it until like the last mm-hmm. uh, five years, very seriously. So spirituality for me is, uh, you know, the, the root word of spirituality is spirit. And people mm-hmm. don't realize that. They, 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 so when you talk about spirit, a lot, many things have spirit. And, and, and if you yeah. go beyond that, it's a, like a soul. So what is it? Like a very right. So what spirit. is it for you? So when you talk about spirituality, so, what is that for you? Yes. Um, actually, that's, that's how I'm describing it right now, as spirit. And spirit is at the root word of it, and that means that it's the embracing of the spirit within all, and that also relates to, like, understanding that uh, there's a lot of spirit-to-spirit communication going on between people, between us and animals, and uh, and, and I'm also a practiced medium. So mediumship is is all about spirit communication, and so it's everything regarding your own spirit and also the spirit of others uh, that we're engaging with in this in this uh, reality. So it's it's so really. So how did you become uh, more spiritual? Because you said your spirituality. So how did you, on an everyday basis, become more spiritual and focused on spirituality? What was the change in your life? How did this? How personally? How did it becoming more spiritual, as you say, impact your life? I would say that how it impacted my life. Um, just being more conscientious of things, it also includes like a regular spiritual practice of what mediums call sitting in the power, a form of meditation, uh, meditative practices, just being a more conscious individual, which is what spirituality is about. We come from a place of ignorance, and then we, we move towards becoming an enlightened being that is aware of everything that is around it, everything in this universe. And awareness uh, is predicated on knowledge and understanding. So mm-hmm. that, that has translated and to how, me just living a conscientious life. More conscientious. 
Okay, that's cool. And how, for our listeners, how can people develop being more conscious or integrating their spirituality? Like what helps you become more conscious and integrate your spirituality? If you would give one or two suggestions of what helps you or people that you work with to become more spiritual or connect to their spirituality, to become more conscious. I would say two things are coming to mind. One is more the practical aspects of reading, of, of being, of consuming content in regards to that. So the Buddhists always uh, have, have described like the path to enlightenment depends on developing the mind. So that is like reading, learning, digesting, processing, because uh, oftentimes we have these gaps of knowledge, which is ignorance right there. And then the second part is, is the attitude aspect of being humble, compassionate, open-minded. And so living, it, it creates a state of grace where, um, you know, you, 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 your mind will be more open and receptive to uh, hearing the truth, to living uh, with, by your intuition. And that uh, is really a guide towards navigating this life because, you know, living in the mind and, uh, is, is kind of an empty existence. We need our mind to, you know, learn how to drive, to uh, do basic functions, but beyond that, intuition is really created, is connected to our spirit and our soul. And so to be more conscientious is living by your intuition, is being humble and open, and, and then you will, over time, notice things. So it's about noticing things. And that's being conscientious, and that's moving away yeah. from ignorance, noticing things, noticing the... the subtleties of energy, of people's behavior, of things around you, because what happens when people become more and more enlightened or awake is they start noticing, oh, I see auras around people, see colors. I, I've noticed these little things and like, uh, you know, my, my dear pet, my animals are just feeling their emotions. They're like talking to me. So it's just noticing those things. It's, yeah. That's what, that's what, um, oh, being awake, being conscientious, being enlightened is about. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the pause, the pause, pause to notice and, and, and feel. Yes. All right, Angel, let's talk astrology. What brought you to astrology and, and why do you love it? What do you, what do you like about it? Um, is it psychic astrologer, spiritual astrologer? But how, again, how did it impact your life? When did you start learning about astrology and using it and then what when the light bulb went off oh i want to do this to help people tell us a bit about that definitely um so with astrology it i uh it was interesting i came onto the path only because uh people i had known of and at that at, at that point i i just didn't know too much about a, a astrology or I didn't focus on it. But people I had known who were very intuitive would be talking about astrology, and I had already known there's, there's some truth to it. But uh, they would talk about it often. These were actually uh, men who, who mm-hmm. were talking about it, and I distinctly remember that. And then one was actually 
one person I had met who was actually a Freemason. And so he was asking me, oh, so what's your, uh, what's your moon sign? I know your sun sign. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> and then, and yeah, he says, that's, that's really important to know. And so I, I recall that he had, he would um, practice horary astrology, which is like a form of like divination, a type of uh, mm-hmm. ancient esoteric astrology. And then, um, yeah, I just, um, and there was like a, a series of life events and trying to with, uh, understand people. Uh, and that's how I kind of, at that point, just kind of grew with my understanding of astrology, just trying to understand people and events. And I just got, went deeper and deeper into it. And it was really fascinating, but I never considered it like an actual like, uh, career I could, I could follow. Uh, I could actually pursue. And then um, it's only until I would say in the last, in, in, within the last five years, um, I've been working with a lot of, kind of world-class mediums and psychics and teachers and um, of, of all sorts, energy healers. And, um, and I, I recall one teacher who I really respect was saying, you know, you should you should kind of like merge the two because you really you're really excellent at both the astrology and then the um, the intuitive arts and you should be a you're you're like a psychic astrologer a lot of your readings itself are very intuitive and so that's how it how it came about and how I just kind of uh, went deeper into it and astrology is really interesting because it's like a language I innately knew it's um, I am more uh, of a um, kind of like a self-starter in that respect, mm-hmm. like uh, not formally trained in that, but a lot of, but it's a language. It's all just language, and it just yeah, became, it definitely. Was, it's so innate, so easy to me. Yeah, and, uh, it is a language. I, I agree. It's, it's a language. Mm-hmm. It's a language and a land, you know, much like tarot, numerology, or the I Ching, all these divinations, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, they're like, yeah, definitely a lens into what's going on in the, in the language to view, interpret, mm-hmm. and understand. And uh, what great advice from that teacher, though, because, I mean, my training in school, we were taught to do all, didn't matter, we're psychic meaning, you know, your teachers, what you studied Kabbalah, numerology, astrology, and then you see, but you kind of know a bit of, everything different in different systems um, and then weave it together or some people would just go you know in, in one direction um, what would you, would you say was your kind of aha with astrology of how well it you know works or accurate like you said you use it sometimes with, with people with relationships because um, it always fascinates me how you know, accurate <laughs> it can be, right? Um, uh, well, I, I won't uh, delve into the specifics of what um, I, what of that aha moment, but I, but I will say that there was a moment where I looked up, like, my own chart, and it was like a, kind of like a generated report of like and and some many astrologers use that and there's software to do that 
but I, I don't rely on them uh, when I do my readings because um, it's all intuitive. But when I read that report, it, there was like, oh, wow, like something that was said that floored me that kind of validated a lot of the experiences that I had had. And, uh, or it just kind of, it just blew me away. And then at that point I was like, wow, that, that's really possible. And then also just studying like the lives of other uh, famous people. And it's good to do that because there are no name and then their birth times and dates are oftentimes published and verified. And so you, ma- you can see, you can match up what happens in their life what, and what you see in an astrology chart. And that's like pretty mind-blowing. And it's, it's, it's yeah. amazing. It just goes to show how everything has a plan and nothing is random. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think, yeah, getting your own chart done or, or when you do and you, you see the aspects and how it plays out energetically and in, in your life, definitely I think can be a turning point. Um, and like you're saying, I think, yeah, it's a good tool. Um, I know a lot of times people, especially some of our listeners, they'll get feedback like, I'm thinking of having my chart done. I'm think, and I agree. I always say it's a good idea uh, to have at least the, the basics, the natal done. And then every now and then, I mean, I'm always looking at my chart, but not everybody's that, you know, into it, but I think just even, especially if you have a lot of change going on that you can't explain, sometimes it's really nice to see it in a chart and see what, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. By the way, Angel, have you looked at the aspects that are going on recently? We had a question earlier, and I have not had a chance, um, I can't, I believe it or not, I think maybe a few weeks or maybe a month. as to any aspects that are going on now that we can that can explain the energy or anything that you want to share about what's going on now astrologically and maybe how to align to the energy, um, your interpretation of the astrological energy around by the transit. Um, so as an astrologer, um, I my focus is more on predictive and natal astrology, so I don't always, like, look at what's happening in the sky. So very general. That, mm-hmm. That's really helpful. In, in mundane astrology, where you're looking at how things are going to affect large groups of people, the society at large, countries, events. But I will say right now that there are uh, three retrograde planets. These are the outer planets, Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto. And usually the that's what it was. Multiple, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we we are soon to go into Jupiter retrograde. If it hasn't, oh, that's, that's July twenty. That's yeah, what I so was waiting for. It has, Jupiter hasn't gone retrograde right now. So sad because some people were asking, and I didn't look. And I said, well, we're gonna have an astrologer on. She will probably know. So right now, Saturn, Pluto, and Neptune. I knew Pluto, Neptune. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Jupiter was, but not yet. Saturn, Pluto, Neptune. Okay, cool. Yes, and generally these uh, major planets tend to go retrograde in uh, summertime and fall. So it's like year after year, there's like a ton of activity happening during the summer, and then they they go um, back to direct uh, later uh, towards the end of the year. So it's really interesting how it all lines up because we have no retrogrades around the beginning of the year. So that coincides with the new year and like a fresh start, new beginnings, right? So we have this oh, window of time nice. where there's no retrograde. 
Yeah, and then that's, nice. that's when for you have a few years we had for a few years we had retrogrades at the beginning of the year constantly. And so it felt like just like repeat, you know, it's like, okay, when is the energy, you know, moving uh moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um I'm not seeing uh well just like every year, uh, the, the energy goes forward. It tends to start going forward in, sometime in January. So every year, the direct, there's, there's like a window, as I said, where there's no retrograde planets, and that usually happens anywhere between like mid-January to like um, April, where there's just no retrogrades happening. Um, but you get a lot of retrogrades stacked on top of each other in summer and fall. And so it's really interesting mm-hmm. when you have, like, there's going to be people year after year who are born within these small windows where there are no retrogrades, and therefore they have no retrograde planet in their chart. Nice. So it's all about understanding the energy and how to use the energy, right? Yes. So... As you know, as as you already know, um, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners know, is that everything in this universe is energy at a molecular level, um, and so astrology is is basically like the study of energy, energy embodied in planets, um, in in the stars, in our it's asteroids. So um, and and these bodies that are closest to us, the planet that we're anchored on exhibit the strongest forms of energy, the sun, the moon, and they have the greatest effect on us. And the ones that are further away still affect us like stars, but they have to be in perfect alignment with significant points in the chart to have an effect. At that point, it becomes very symbolic, but it has to be a very, and this is very technical here, a very small orb. Yeah, uh, it depends. Some people use a three to five, some people can't. And also, depending how sensitive you are, that's another school of thought because people that are more sensitive to the subtle energy are going to feel things at a wider, wider orb. Um, Angel, we're winding out of time. Um, How can people reach you? They want more information. Of course, all your information is in the description box of the um, episode specific information, sure. probably uh, even your website. But but just let us know because some people, just so they know how they can reach you and find out more information um, about you and what you do, your services. What is that website? Yes, it's angeldawn.com, and that's spelled A-N-G-E-L-D-A-W-N.com. And, um, you know, you can reach out to me there. Uh, you can book readings. I do um, astrology, psychic mediumship, animal communication, which I just recently started offering. Uh, You can also call me at 310-426-8362. You can send me uh, an email at info at angeldawn.com, and I'm also on social as well uh, under Mystic Angel Dawn. Cool. All right, Angel, thanks for coming on, and you take good care. You too. Thank you. It was a pleasure. All right, everyone. Um, Sue McCarthy in the chat. Bye, everyone. Stay higher in your vibration. We'll get through this. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, uh, Sue. 
Yes, very interesting energy right now. If those of you that are just joining us, we're uh, winding out of the podcast right now, but I did talk about the, the energies that are going on. And our guest mentioned it. I didn't. I thought of Jupiter was already retrograde, but we have Saturn retrograde, Pluto retrograde, Neptune retrograde, and Jupiter coming up. So those of you that want to look at the cycle in the uh, through the lens of astrology, that may give you a bit of a heads up of what's coming up. And I'm trying to remember it was Mercury for the last three. I don't know about this year, but for a while, but I think it was before the maybe even in 2020. For three years in a row, we had Mercury retrograde. And there was a couple other planets, that I, one or two, I don't know, for sure, retrograde in January. So a lot of, so the newness didn't quite come in as quickly until more the end of January, or actually really like February on. So as Sue said, keep, stay higher in your vibrations. I love that, Sue. Uh, thanks, everyone, in the chat for coming in. If, uh, those of you that were listening and perhaps wanted to get a question answered or a reading, you can call in next week. Um, I'll be here next week also. Uh, information about the guest is in the description box of the podcast. Um, what else? What else? Oh, yes. I didn't even mention at the top of the program. Um, Awakenings community through on YouTube is getting bigger and bigger and more connections. We had somebody uh, leave a comment that was from Poland. And then three or four other people that were also from Poland or had relatives from Poland commented. So love to have you over there. Subscribe to the channel. Get the notifications. Also connect with me on Instagram and um, started to do some reels. I have wonderful people helping me right now. Uh, Give a shout out to Jacqueline and also Casey. Also my tried and trues, Jennifer. Sadie, and uh, I have more support, so I'm I'm able to do some other things um, and actually have another video. I did uh, pick a card uh, that just dropped Monday, this past Monday, and there'll be another pick a card Thursday coming out. And I've done some shorts. I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. All right, everyone, as Sue says, vibrate higher. Follow your joy and um, just create a great day and just be present. We had some great callers today. I really want to thank all of you in the chat and all of you that called in with really some heartfelt um, sharing, I will say. And just be easy on yourself. Just know that sometimes there's a part that wants to go back to something that might not be as life enhancing or healthy and wants to figure some things out. And there's a part that maybe knows it's best to move on, how can you be present to both parts? How can you be your own inner healer and help you through? We need to be there for each other because we've all experienced parts of this at some point or another. So as uh, Angel Dante noticed the things, I call it the pause. Take time to pause and notice, pause. You can't notice if you don't pause. You have to pause and and feel where the energy is guiding you. All right. Oh, I could go on talking with all of you for much longer. Um, Really, really did enjoy, just really, this was a great, um, they're all great, but this one, I don't know, there was something, 
just extra beautiful about today. So thank you for that. All right, guys, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?